Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 137 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me that favor. Subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was Dead Cells, The Queen and the Sea. And the games coming out this week include Super Sammy Roll, Far Cry 6 Pagan Control, Sense, A Cyberpunk Ghost Stories, Battle Brothers, Spelunky 2, Mushroom Wars 2, Airy Dreamscape, and Operation Zeta. A slew and an amazing lineup of games have been announced coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. You can now play the following games. On cloud console and PC available today, you can play Gorogoa, Elijah, The Pedestrian, and Ember. On console and PC, you can play Mass Effect Legendary Edition, as well as Outer Wilds on cloud console and PC. On January 13th, you can get your hands on Spelunky 2 on console and PC, as well as the Anacrusis in game preview on console and PC. Very exciting, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, obvious, 10 out of 10 game, one of my favorite franchises of all time, with Mass Effect 2 being in my top three favorite games of all time. I've started Outer Wilds a couple of times, I really enjoyed it, and I know I have to hold on to the end, but for some reason I haven't been able to finish it. I hear nothing but good things about that. Spelunky 2, obvious top tier game, as well as some of these other games look interesting. Check them out. Now onto last week's biggest news stories, and we have six to cover this week. Number one, GoldenEye 007 Xbox achievements leak points to new port. Tom Phillips at Eurogamer writes, Rare's legendary GoldenEye 007 looks set to return as detailed by a newly leaked set of Xbox achievements. The achievement list, which was scooped off Microsoft servers by True Achievements, includes 55 new awards and 1,000 gamer score for completing the game's campaign and playing its various multiplayer modes. Achievement artwork even includes screenshots from the classic James Bond shooter. There's been a no official announcement of this new 007 GoldenEye release, and for now, both Rare and Microsoft are keeping shum. While developed by Rare, the messy rights situation surrounding GoldenEye 007 has long held back the game from officially being ported. Unlike Bond's license to kill with ease, complexity surrounding the license to create James Bond games, later held at various times by EA and Activision, not to mention GoldenEye's likeness of various real-world actors, all mean the 1997 classic has never officially been re-released. There have been various attempts, most notably a 2008 stab at getting the N64 original relaunched via the Xbox 360's digital Xbox Live Arcade. Work on this port was completed, but ultimately never sold as Microsoft and Nintendo could not reach an agreement. Perhaps now, with relations markedly improved between Microsoft and Nintendo, things will be different, and hey, it's James Bond's 60th anniversary this year. Absolutely love this news. GoldenEye 007 was one of those transformative games for me as a kid. It feels like I must have played thousands of hours of this game, but who really knows? This was such an amazing game for me as a kid. It was so fun going back and trying to play this game. I think about five years ago when I did my former YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 4playvids, me and my friends could not believe how badly it did not hold up. And just the controls were abysmal, so it'd be great to see if they can redo the controls so we can go back and have some fun with one of a fan favorite and one of the first big multiplayer shooters on a console. Number two, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction will be available day one on Game Pass. Logan Plant at IGN writes, January was already looking to be a solid month for Xbox Game Pass with Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming to the service. 
but now subscribers can look forward to a brand new title as well. Microsoft and Ubisoft have announced that Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction is coming to Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass on day one. The Rainbow Six PvE spinoff is coming to Game Pass on January 20th, the same day it releases on the Series X and S, PS5 and PS4, Stadia and PC. Ubisoft is pricing Rainbow Six Extraction at a budget price point of $39.99 for players who want to buy the game. Extraction is also introducing a cross-play buddy pass where every copy of the game comes with two passes to invite friends to play free for 14 days. Rainbow Six Extraction is a co-op PvE first-person shooter where you can work with up to two other players to take down an alien enemy called the Archaeans. The game was originally titled Rainbow Six Quarantine when it was announced at E3 2019. Ubisoft temporarily changed the name to Rainbow Six Parasite before finally settling on Extraction with the game's re-reveal last summer. In addition to the new title, Game Pass subscribers can also access Rainbow Six Siege, Extraction's PvP counterpart beginning January 20th. So this is an interesting game, and I'm certainly glad it's coming to Game Pass, it's going to boost the numbers, but I really can't see this game succeeding in the long run. There's a lot of competition in this space. Having Back for Blood come back, Aliens Fireteam Elite, there's just a lot of games trying to do similar things, and there seem to be just modes of what other games could do. Rainbow Six Siege is so popular, I don't see how many of those players are really going to come over to a PvE game. However, I would like to check this out with my friends. I certainly wasn't going to do it if I had to pay for it, but now that it's coming to Game Pass, the barrier to entry is minimal. I will download it, and I will try it at some point. Siege never did it for me because it was too slow-paced, but this is PvE, so it is different. Number 3, Ubisoft Plus Subscription Service Coming to Xbox. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Alongside the announcement of Rainbow Six Extraction coming to Xbox Game Pass, Ubisoft revealed that its own subscription service, Ubisoft Plus, is coming to Xbox consoles in the future. Ubisoft announced that news in a post over on its website. Ubisoft Plus, which is currently only available on PC, gives players access to more than 100 Ubisoft titles as well as some DLC expansions for a monthly price of $14.99. The company has not revealed when the subscription service will be available for Xbox users, or if it will cost the same as PC subscription, but it has said it plans to share more information soon. So the first thing to get out of the way here is that this will not be included in the Game Pass subscription. You will have to have both a Ubisoft Plus subscription and Game Pass subscription if you want to take advantage of both. Now personally, this doesn't do anything for me. I haven't really been a fan of Ubisoft games over the last 10 years. The open world games just haven't done it for me. I've been interested in a bunch, but never really got into them. This is a cool option though for those. If you want to go on a hard month of catching up on some Ubisoft games you might have missed, you could subscribe for $15 and call it a day. Play it all month and then disconnect. Number 4. Microsoft confirms no plans to remove or disable dev mode on Xbox. Eddie Makic at GameSpot writes, Microsoft's Jason Ronald has confirmed that Xbox has no plans to remove or disable developer mode on Xbox consoles, following speculation this week that it was planning to do just that. Ronald, who is Partner Director of Program Management at Xbox, confirmed this on Twitter. Quote, we continue to believe in and support a healthy, independent app and game development community on Xbox, end quote, Ronald said. Some partner accounts were inadvertently deactivated, Ronald said, which is what caused the confusion and speculation that the developer mode feature was being removed. Quote, we are actively working on identifying and re-enabling these accounts as soon as possible, end quote, Ronald said. Ronald said that those who had their accounts accidentally deactivated could reach out to Microsoft at report app at Microsoft.com to speed up the account recovery. Quote, we apologize for the inconvenience and are working to remedy this as quickly as possible, and thanks for your patience, end quote. I did want to highlight this as this was making the rounds. Obviously, it's not one of the biggest news stories out there for the normal casual gamer, but it's important if you were looking or intrigued by the act of putting your console in developer mode to try to hack it in a sense and play all these amazing emulators on the console. 
Personally, something I'm not interested in, but I always think it's really cool to see these videos out there. No plans to remove it, so all those services should still be available should you seek it out. Number 5. The next South Park game has got a very interesting choice of developer. Joe Scrabbles at IGN writes, Question Games, which was founded in part by ex-Bioshock developers who went on to create the Magic Circle and the Blackout Club, is working on a new South Park game. As spotted by Eurogamer, Question has posted a job advert for a lead-level designer to help make a new video game set in the world of South Park. It's not clear if this is to assist on the South Park game previously announced to be in development at South Park Studios, or as a separate game entirely. We've contacted South Park Studios and Question for comment. Question is an interesting match for the long-running comedy show, aside from its developer's history on beloved games including Thief, Bioshock, and the most recent South Park RPGs, the studio's own Magic Circle was a satirical look inside the game development process. Given the stick of truth and the Fractured But Whole's own metatextual approach to gaming genres and comedy, it makes for a potentially very nice fit. I wanted to highlight this. I loved the South Park games. I have to admit I fell off of South Park as a whole. I've seen probably 15% of all the episodes that were ever aired, but I do love the show whenever I watch it. Once a year, it's required viewing for me to go back and watch the South Park World of Warcraft episode. It's an absolute gem, but I did love the games. The Fractured But Whole is one of the best games names in video game history, but the game did stay on a little too long. Needed to cut a few hours off the end of that game. Can't wait to see what the next South Park game is, and hopefully it is a continuation on the RPG comedy series. And number 6, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 announcement coming before June, report. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, A sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be revealed sometime before June and could also potentially launch at the end of this year, a new report claims. The rumor comes from industry insider Jeff Grubb who spoke about the potential follow-up in a giant bomb stream. According to Grubb, we can expect to hear more on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 in a significant way before this year's E3 in June. Grubb goes on to say that there is a slim chance the sequel could launch this year, but the chance is increasingly shrinking, and it's looking less and less likely that the game will make it out before the end of 2022, so it could slip to early 2023. It wouldn't be at all a surprise to see a sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the third person action game was received well by both critics and fans, plus EA still holds the license to release Star Wars games exclusively until 2023. However, it's worth noting that neither EA nor Respawn have announced anything on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2, so it's worth taking this rumor with a pinch of salt. Please, please, please give me this announcement this year. It has to be. We're coming up on three years this fall that the original game released. I absolutely adored it. I did have to drop the difficulty down to easy because that gameplay style, that Dark Souls light, is just not for me. But I love Star Wars. I love the world. I love the characters that they built. And I love Respawn. Give me more of this as soon as possible. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and this one is about probably more of what would have been a PC game, but in the spirit of the Harry Potter reunion show that aired on HBO Max this week that I did really enjoy, we're going to talk a fun fact about a Harry Potter MMO. Credit to Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Harry Potter MMO was cancelled by EA in the early 2000s because it thought the IP wouldn't last. Before the Harry Potter franchise became the global phenomenon it is today, Electronics Arts was in the process of making an MMO based on its world. However, it appears it was cancelled in the early 2000s because the company didn't believe, quote, that the IP would have a shelf life longer than a year or two, end quote. As reported by Polygon, EA's former direction of product marketing Kim Salazar discussed this Harry Potter MMO that was in development between 2000 and 2003, before the release of the series' sixth book, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, was released on a Twitch stream that her current film, Original Gamer Life, hosted. I won't continue to read the story, there's more to it if you want to seek it out, but man, what a miss. 
They didn't think that the, that the series would last and would only have a shelf life for a year or two. They were far mistaken. This game could have been huge, and who knows if it would even still be running today. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I had the pleasure of finishing Halo Infinite. And while I did enjoy it more than Halo 4 and 5, I still don't think it makes it up to that of the Bungie Halo games. However, they set up a lot of nice interesting threads. I think this game had a similar problem that The Rise of Skywalker did, where it was trying to rewrite some of the previous stuff, start it fresh, set a new beginning, and I think that's where we're at now. So I can't wait to see what comes next. Also hopped on back for Blood with my friends for a couple of hours, and it was an absolute blast. The game is still a joy. And I'm looking forward to seeing what my next game will be. Halo Infinite was the one I was trying to finish up, and now, who knows? I'll play some Xbox, maybe some PC, who knows, maybe some PS5. Still a gamer that plays on everything. My name is Brandon Rose, you can follow me on Xbox at Brozo93. Hope you have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.